0: In Southeast AgNet's Ag and Review for the week ending June 3rd, we've heard quite a bit over the past few months about the down farm economy and how it's affecting agriculture in many ways. Bob Young, Chief Economist and Deputy Director of Public Policy for the American Farm Bureau Federation, looks at farm income and if it's something we might see turn back around by next year.
1: I think the challenge that we've had is, uh, you know, we were close to record levels uh, a couple years or so ago, down pretty hard last year, down even more this year on the farm income side. and, and that, you know, you'd, you'd like to think that at some point in time we're going to be able to talk about situation turning around and seeing prices move back up, uh, seeing some income levels move back up as well. Does it happen uh, in 2017? I, you know, we hope so. Um, I don't think it's going to happen in 2016.
0: There is a bright spot this year. Young says it's been in lower input costs.
1: Fertilizer costs in particular are are lower than they were last year. Fuel costs are down as well. So some of the input side I think is going to be a little bit more manageable than it's been maybe some years past. Uh, Market prices, you know, maybe not quite so, you know, the same story. Uh, I do think short term though that we are going to talk about other input costs being a little bit lower than they would have been otherwise and let's take advantage of that. In other news,
0: while the nation's dairy producers continue to boost milk production, Gary Crawford reports prices continue to fall. Times are tough on America's dairy farms.
2: Randy Moody owns a dairy farm in Missouri. He told a House Agriculture Subcommittee the other day that feed prices are down. That helps. But on the other hand...
3: For the second year in a row, the revenues from milk sales will drop this year to
2: the second lowest level in the last decade. And yet...
3: Milk production expansion has continued.
2: So why do producers keep churning out more and more milk when prices continue to fall? Scott Brown told lawmakers his theory.
3: During the 80s and 90s, there were more farmers with higher costs that exited during tough times. Today's operations have larger fixed costs, which makes their exit difficult.
2: All of this led the hearing to get into this new, in this Farm Bill, dairy margin protection program. If returns are so bad, why did almost half the nation's producers not sign up for it? Why did most who did sign elect to pay for such a low protection level that many are not being paid anything as milk prices fall? Some have suggested scrapping this MPP for something else. However, I firmly believe MPP is the right dairy program for the future. Dairy producer Randy Mooney again. He testified at the hearing on behalf of the National Milk Producers Federation, and he admitted, yes, last year dairy operators who signed up for the margin protection program paid in $73 million in premiums to USDA to participate. While USDA only paid out 700000 under the program. So he says, yes, the program has not yet fulfilled its full safety net objective. But we remain confident that the improvements can be made for the still evolving program. Absolutely. University of Missouri ag economist Scott Brown again. He suggested first tailoring an operations feed cost formula, which determines margins of payments, basing that formula on.
3: The amount of feed it's grown versus it buys from the marketplace.
2: Could be a big cost difference there. Also, judging from the payouts last year and the low sign up this year, he suggests that.
3: Slightly higher protection is needed than where we were when we debated this Farm Bill.
2: Scott Mooney said smaller operations just have not been big participants, so maybe... Having lower rates for smaller producers to get them more incentivized to be part of it, that might help there. But both said MPP's worth keeping. One other thing, USDA's Outlook Board Chairman Seth Meyer says despite higher production next year, prices may rise by about 90 cents a hundredweight. Weaker imports and stronger exports in 2017 is part of the story. So maybe things won't be as tough for dairy producers in 2017. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Washington.
0: Peanut planting continues around the southeast and according to University of Georgia Extension peanut agronomist Scott Mumford, overall the crop is off to a good start. With more on that story here's Taryn Spearman.
4: Today we're visiting with Scott Mumford, peanut specialist for the state of Georgia. Scott, what's happening in the field? Well,
3: this has probably been the quietest in the field that we've had it in the last several years. The peanut crop is off to a great start. We're not seeing a lot of problems. However, there are a few isolated situations with plant stands, Uh, Weed escapes, a few thrips problems here and there, but more than not, the crop is off to a better start than it has been the last several
4: years. Are there other problems out in the field the farmers need to watch for, and especially this dry weather?
3: Yeah, the one big thing that we're dealing with right now is, do I need to replant where I have poor stands? And some of these stands are poor enough that we need to replant, but not often. And so if you do have questions get with your county agent and let's try to uh, make a, a sound decision about replant
4: about thrips looks like they're serious
3: Yes we've been battling thrips it seems like since the latter part of April and they have not given up. So, yeah, we're having to deal with some, and some growers are having to come back and treat again with orthine to try to knock some of those down. But uh, for the most part, uh, we've been able to handle most of the problems so far.
4: Scott Munford, the peanut specialist, State of Georgia. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast AgNet.
0: Kathy Isom tells us why we recognize National Dairy Month in June.
5: June is National Dairy Month, but it actually started out as National Milk Month 80 years ago as a way to promote drinking milk. It was initially created to stabilize the dairy demand when production was at a surplus, but it's now developed into an annual tradition that celebrates the contributions the dairy industry has made to the world. After the National Dairy Council stepped in to promote the cause, the name soon changed to Dairy Month. National Dairy Month is a great way to start the summer with nutrient-rich dairy foods. From calcium to potassium, dairy products like milk contain nine essential nutrients, which may help to better manage your weight, reduce your risk for high blood pressure, osteoporosis, and certain cancers. Whether it's protein to help build and repair the muscle tissue of active bodies or vitamin A to help maintain healthy skin dairy products, are a natural nutrient powerhouse. Just a few of the reasons that you should celebrate dairy, not just in June, but all year long. So raise your glass of ice-cold milk high in the air and say thanks to the many dairy farmers who help supply us with the delicious products such as milk, cheese, and yogurt. Also in recognition of National Dairy Month, you may find that stores near you will offer deals and coupons this month for all dairy-related products such as eggs, milk, ice cream, cheese, butter, yogurt, and whipped cream. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast AgNet. And
0: to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Grinder talks about USDA's forecast of better times ahead.
4: All right, here's the news farmers want to hear. USDA is forecasting better times ahead. But, this is the rest of the story. It'll be slow, modest at best. Farmers can expect a little change in corn markets, perhaps modest change in wheat and soybeans, but Overall, net farm income should grow at about 4% annually for the next few years. Gains will come on crop prices first. Livestock advances will be later. In the near future, livestock prices could go either way. Dairy farmers should be the first to see this rising income. Now, all of this depends on export sales, but here's what the report didn't even mention. What about the retail food prices here at home? USDA didn't have a forecast on that, but anybody who shops knows what's ahead. And that's Ag Review for today. Everett Reiner, Southeast Agnet.
0: Those reports and more from this past week can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Weisman, Southeast Agnet.